Charlotte Soccer Show, John Hayes, Ooh. Danny Brams. We're here at Community Cat Matters Cafe, and I want to share to start the show today, Danny, some core values here at Community Matters Cafe. But first and foremost, cheers to you. Hit me with some core values, man. Core value is uh, coffee, coffee, coffee at this time of the morning for me. So uh, we, we put this on our Twitter feed at For the Crown Baby. Uh, the core values here are integrity, service, love, and fun. I feel like that's that's perfect for our show, for this city, and most importantly, this soccer city. I think you can see that in, in the Charlotte FC fan base. I, I think that you can see that in the Independence fan base, and that's why we love doing this show. And, and let's underscore love and fun, because we're gonna have that this weekend, too, uh, during Charlotte FC's first ever, Danny. First home. ever. First ever cup match at Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte. Yes, I was, gonna, I was gonna say home cup match. Yeah, yeah. That would have been <laughs> yeah. wrong. We posted out in Matthews a few times, yeah. <laughs> but at B of A, and we're in the shadow of B of, B of A we, here we today, have. the fortress. It's gonna be packed. Do you know if the upper deck's open on Saturday or is it just lower bowl? I think it's open. I I, don't know. <laughs> I could be wrong. I know they recently opened it for LAFC coming up uh, later in August, so uh, you caught you caught me uh, a little bit not knowing, I think it actually is not open. I think I'm going to go with not, probably not open. It doesn't open. matter. Yeah, who cares? Right. Yeah, yes. yeah just, I'll be there. Curious. Yeah, I'm going to be there, and I'm not going to be worried about the upper deck, uh, one way or the other, to be honest. But um, I will say this: a waterfall of positive, overflowing energy from you to start the episode, John. I'm loving it. We're in the right headspace here, uh, munching on some breakfast sandwiches, oh, yeah. drinking some iced coffee in the shadow of the fortress. And ready to uh, to go win a, a cup match that it's a group stage. It's kind of interesting. It's a cup match, but not a knockout. So does that count? Wait, this isn't a knockout match. On oh, uh, we I could get knocked out. So right. I guess it is. I mean, but it's a group stage. It's weird. You know, we got this is a World Cup style tournament with clubs uh, and three team groups. Remember how this? What the League's Cup? I'm, I love League's Cup. But the three-team groups is really weird. And you remember how at one point they were talking about three-team groups for the 2026 World Cup in North America? And that we were like, no, please don't do that. I, I think as much as I'm happy enough with the way League's Cup is run, I'm glad World Cup is not trying some this three-team group bullshit because four-team groups is way, way better. It is, yeah. uh, 100%. Because you got to sit around and wait for the other two teams to play. Right. Dallas um, played this week uh, against Nexicana. Is that right? Nicoxa. Nicoxa. Yeah, Nicoxa, yeah. There's a lot of C's and X's and, and yeah. a lot. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, I, yeah. I can't say I'm an expert on Club uh, Club Nicoxa. Liga MX. Yeah. I mean, there's some body body ways you could. There's some body mnemonic devices you could put in your head on that if you wanted to learn how to remember it. <laughs> but uh, Nicoxa is going to have to do. So it's always the cup on this show, and it it kind of hit me as we were, you know, prepping for this episode that I went into this League's Cup campaign unsure of how I would feel about it as far as you know, what does it mean to me? It's the first ever it's the, it's the, the inaugural League's Cup. They so had, they no had history. They had this tournament called the League's Cup in the past that had, last year that had like four or five MLS teams and four or five LMX teams and this is the, but then they, this is a much more expanded that was like the trial run so it, it exists. This is not the first ever year, but it's the first time that all, the entire league has been involved both on both sides. It was a soft launch last year. Soft launch, yes, exactly. Love a soft launch. So 
in my mind, I was curious to think, Danny, like as a as a Charlotte FC supporter, as someone who wants to see the club do well, and debates we've had with people, TIFOs, shout out to the TIFOs, and people in, in the media business around this club about what should this club prioritize? Is it the MLS season? Is it the playoffs? Is it the Open Cup? Is it the League's Cup? Once you get into a cup competition, the only thing matter, that matters is the trophy at the end of the road. Right, the next match and the trophy that you're fighting for. Like, we stand in pretty good position. I mentioned we could get knocked out against Nakaksa. That's if we lose in regulation, yeah. which I don't see happening. Dallas made them look really bad. Their best... So, I mentioned uh, in a previous episode that their captain, their best center back, Alexis Pena, was injured and out for, you know, the month that's going to take for this competition. So then their second best center back, a kid named Leo Montez, gets a red card against Dallas, and he's out. So we're, we're, we're going to be going against... Like... For once, we're facing a team that has a makeshift back line instead of only being the only team in a matchup that has the makeshift back line. So that's good. So what you're saying is there could be goals. <laughs> there might be goals on Saturday. There yeah. could be goals If on it's Saturday. not too hot, I, th- I think we could uh, we could light up the nets on fire for sure. Um, I, I I think the, the chance to advance is, is real. All we have to do is avoid a regulation loss. If we go to PKs, then we advance. That you know who, who we would face and whether we're first or second in the group would change based on the results of... PKs or if we were to win in regulation but the whole point is just don't lose in regulation and we advance into a knockout stage so this can be kind of considered knockout-ish game that, that's that's what I was thinking of as a knockout yeah. game right the, the final you might as group, well be the, the final group stage game went with everything on the line to me is just a de facto knockout I'll buy it I'll uh, buy that game. yeah I'll that's that why earlier sure. I was thinking of it that way not necessarily group right stage. it feels like a cup game and it's and it feels like when's the last time that we went to a match at the fortress where the future was on the line, where it felt like the season was over, and it was the Columbus match yeah. last year. Yeah, that yep. was the last time we we were in the fortress, and we when felt it was like, like win or go, win or be done. You know, yeah, exactly. and, and win at home. You don't have to go home because you're already home, but yeah. you're out. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So now we've got that on Saturday, mm-hmm. which I, I think creates this sense of urgency. I think it creates a bit of a buzz, and I think it gives these players the experience they need as a unit together to face something like this. And that's why, ultimately, the point I'm trying to make about Leagues Cup is I'm on board. I'm, you, on, I'm on board with the break. You didn't know how you felt at the beginning of this tournament, but now that it's in 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 throw, you're you're all on board. I love it. Right, because right. Once, once you put a, uh, some hardware on the line and you, you roll the ball out there and you start playing mm-hmm. for something, right. to me, that's intoxicating. We're six wins away from a trophy right now. Think of it that way. Oh, you know? yes, yeah. exactly. Like, yes. Like, that's that's incredible, you know? And with the way it works, we don't have any official word, but there's a good chance, unless something funky is in the works that we don't know about, we would be hosting. Like, if we finished second in the group, we, we would be facing a Liga MX team, so even as the... Well, wait, would we be hosting? Well, that's what we hope. We re- <laughs> the, the, the Mexican teams are all playing in MLS Stadium, so even when they're the on-paper, you know, nominal home team, they play at our place. If we were to face Mazatlan, they were the winners of, of one of the other groups. If we finish, if we win the group, then we would be the then we would be group winners, so we would host, presumably. We would host either Atlanta or Cruz Azul, another Mexican team. So, like, that that's the matchup in another group. Those two teams face each other for the right to advance and face us, basically, if we were to win the group. So, like, the scenarios all look good for us hosting, and then if you look down the line in the bracket, there's more uh, Liga MX teams awaiting that would, have, again, have to come to the Fortress to play, in theory, over, over the next week and a half or so. So there's a handful of home games that we possibly could be getting bonus 
and I don't know if those are going to be included in my season tickets or what, but, uh, you, you know, help me mind. out here. You yeah, read my yeah, mind. Yeah, exactly. It's a question for uh, Joe LeBlue. We're going to have to figure that out. Yeah. Uh, another question we've had for Joe LeBlue, who, by the way, we, um, you know, well, with great memories uh, with El Presidente here <laughs> at, at CM Community, Cafe, at yeah. Matters Cafe. Um, whether we're going to get tickets to those matches, uh, who knows? We'll figure that out. But there's something that I'm a little bit concerned about. And that is maybe some scheduling issues, hosting the next round. We haven't figured sure. that out yet. There, the language surrounding uh, some people close to the club in the scenario situation, uh, the word host hasn't really been used. Yeah, we have, we have, that's, that's what you were referring to earlier is, the, like, everyone around the club has said, we'll be hosting, we'll be hosting. The bracket says we'll be hosting. But the club has not said we'll be hosting. So that... We're waiting for that official word before we get, like, super excited and on board. Because um, remember, the, the Fortress is a shared facility. The, the issue is uh, Wednesday, August 2nd, Panthers Fan Fest, I guess. I don't know what this is. Uh, well, apparently, every year they have it. Apparently the Panthers are, are a team that <laughs> is around this city, and they, they play another some other sport. You'll see, you'll see um, big cat statues when you're walking <laughs> into the match. I thought those were a tribute to, like, the, the royal... Um, the royal order of feline uh, bodyguards, you know, or something like that. I, I thought those were, that was the king's protection, the queen's protection force, or something. But what do I know? But um, yeah, Panther Fan Fest is obviously a, a fairly big event. I went back and I looked at the, the screen grabs from last year. It looked like about half of a Charlotte FC audience. So I don't, I don't. Are they paying double for the tickets? Who knows? Um, it seems like there's more money to be made hosting a Charlotte FC playoff match than a Panther Fan Fest. But the other thing, so the window is if. The window for the, the round of 32 games is August 2nd to August 4th. Like, a lot of this scheduling is up in the air. Things aren't on set days. They're put into windows. So the window for round 32, August 2nd to August 4th. And then, so if Panther Fan Fest is the second, you, then we hopefully would play on the third, I guess, you know? Like, yeah. I don't. I, I would hate for us to have to, like, give up our hosting potential. Can I take that for you? Not yet, thank you. I'm That's sorry. Good. No, it's okay. It's all good. Um... I would hate for us to lose our hosting potential because of scheduling conflicts, you know. So, like, hopefully that all can, all can be worked out and we can get the official word from the yeah, club that, 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 would, that hosting is happening. Yes, and, and I, we just want to see that uh, phrasing because words do matter. Yeah. Just like community matters. Words matter. <laughs> right, right, exactly. And just like the values you put off the top. Love, integrity, service. And most importantly, fun. Yeah. And that's, exactly. and that's what we're going to have tomorrow night. Uh, if you're listening to this on Friday afternoon... Appreciate y'all listening on Saturday morning. This is going to be a, a quick episode, about 30 minutes for y'all, um, just previewing this match on, on Saturday, talking about the current state of the club. And we'll be back early next week with another full episode. We've been gone on the podcast um, for more than a week now. It's because, uh, you know, the last episode at Memorial Stadium during the Independence game was such a banger. And then we watched the match against Dallas. Uh, a really nice uh, PK win, I'm going to call it, on the road. So there's a, there's a lot happened since sure, we since ho- we hockey we, style. That, yeah, that's right. <laughs> since we flew, uh, yeah, to get ice time. Well, you you're the one that educated me. It's actually uh, MLS Next Pro style. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yes. Speaking of that, do you expect Patrick Ajamon to start on Saturday? Would you whether you expect him to start or not? If you were the gaffer. If you were pulling the strings and Enzo Capetti was unavailable, would you start Ajima? No, because Carroll has proven to be the striker we needed. I think, unfortunately, 
one of the dilemmas of Charlotte FC that, that has got us into a bit of a quandary, a bit of a roster quicksand, and if you will, is that at the end of last season, due to other things going on, Carroll was forced to move. Carroll started last season as a striker, was forced at the end of last season to, to kind of drop back and play in a 10, a creative attacking midfielder role, and what that did was convince the club, okay, Carroll can be our 10, let's go spend a bunch of money and get a big striker for him to feed. The striker comes in, he's got injury problems, and he's min, you know, mediocre production, you could say. He's not, he's not not producing, but he's not super producing. So then it's like, and then he gets hurt, and it's like Carroll goes back to his old striker role from the 10 after some adventures, some detours out to the wing a few times like crazy cra crazy chemist Latanzio uh, trying his <laughs> experiments so so Carol then now is back to a striker role because Enzo's hurt we spent all this money on Enzo but what we really need is a great 10 because Carol is more than sufficient as a striker he's actually really good that that is his true best role is is finishing plays and putting balls in nets like he is creative he is a playmaker but his very best role is is finishing finishing moves, and 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 so like we don't even necessarily need Enzo to be honest. And so it's like, I you know I love a double striker, and I would love to see Carol and Ajimong up there working together. Big Pat, one thing Big Pat did not get a lot of love for is Patrick Ajimong drew the foul just by like quality body work and knowing how to like take contact, and he drew the foul that set up Westwood's free kick that went to Bender that tied it on the last kick of the game yes. against Dallas. Yes. Like, I love Big Pat. Well, here, I want him out there. Well, here, and, and this is the reason why I ask you this question is because when you think back to that Dallas match, mm -hmm. well, the takeaway after was the kids are all right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I think... Fin if, if, I finished a penalty in style. Cambridge as well. Cambridge with the are you not entertained, like Maximus reaction after his penalty, like blew my mind, so, by the way. So hear yeah. me out. I buried the lead. If you're a manager, if you're yeah. a man manager... And that's what you see in the first League's Cup match, your young players stepping up to get two points on the road. What do you do in the next week, week and a half? What do you do? You prepare them to start the match no at doubt. home and get the job no done doubt. again. They deserve to be rewarded for that performance. And I've seen it. We've seen it in League's Cup. What I've seen, I saw a ton of this last night and the night before, is this team started playing their second games. So we were one of the first teams to play a game in League's Cup, but because of the way the schedule works, our second game doesn't come until a lot of other teams have played second games. Right. Even though we were one of the very first first games. <laughs> but make sense out of that in your head if you can. So, um, what that what that showed me what that showed me is a lot of teams in these second games are playing backup lineups, especially backup goalkeepers. I think there's a very good chance we could see George Marks tomorrow. I really believe it. And wow. I think it's I don't I, I disagree completely. You can't he's when's the last time he's played ninety minutes? Because so the reason I think we'd see it is because of what I've seen, it just seems like an MLS wide philosophy of in this second group game, play your backup keeper, play you know, play play a rotated lineup. And we're famously Charlotte FC and Christian Latanzio and, and Zoran Cornetta are famous for bucking the trends and going against the grain in MLS, so I'm uh, obviously, I'm not saying that that's the reason that's going to happen, but I'm just saying, like, don't be shocked if Cambridge starts, Ajimong starts, uh, Bender hopefully starts, uh, and uh, don't be shocked if George Mark starts. Just to, and then, and then, regardless of the result, we're back to Kalina for that, unless we get eliminated. 
Kalina's <laughs> instantly back. It's not like a, a yeah. benching of Kalina. It's a, it's a, hey, this is a different competition. It's a group stage. Right. We're going to play our backup keeper in the last group stage game, which, you know, you see that in World Cup a lot and stuff like that, you know. So. Right, but we talked about this being like a knockout match. I agree, I agree. So just but like, it's, it's a knockout with a twist. It is. It's a draw and move, draw in advance. Fair. It's a that's draw fair. in advance. Yeah, that, so, that's yeah. totally fair. But yeah. the, the, one, the one bit of philosophy, man management philosophy, that I'll say and why I disagree with you about George Marks. By the way, Danny, I appreciate appreciate you shoving down the rest of your breakfast sandwich because the the, 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 the waiters and waitresses here at Community Matters have tried to take that from him six times in the last five minutes, and he's given them the stiff arm. So he's finally finished. Come over here and take away the plate. I'm, I'm trying to eat. <laughs> I'm trying to eat slow. I'm trying to take slow bites, you know, chew everything. And they keep coming trying to take it away. <laughs> I don't understand. So finally that. I just had to shove one last big bite and say, get this out of here. <laughs> They're working hard here. They're working hard. They're, they got great service here at Community Matters. So anyway, here's the thing about starting the kids, right? When you start the kids in a match like this, you can flip a switch if things aren't going well and get some experience Sure, in. exactly. You can't do that at the goalkeeper Agreed. position. Agreed. I'm with you, yeah. So, like, I just starting marks to me is, like, he's, yes, he's... Please take it. Thank you so much. Finished. You guys are crushing I'm it. still working. Okay. Thank you, though. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Let's see how many times they try to take this from me. <laughs> You're on the clock now, buddy. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out of this game. I, I, I checked out. My, my, I got off the train. So, so let's just let's get in quickly to expectations. I just want to say one counterpoint. Yeah, a counter, the the backlash to the backlash to the backlash is <laughs> Marks is not going to go out there and struggle. He is a he's already started games for us, and this would be a sort of keep him fresh, keep him engaged, make sure he doesn't check out for the rest nice. of the season in case we need him. Type Good of point. get a rep, get a rep in. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> That's it's not like Marks is untested kid. Right. Well said. <clears throat> Absolutely. Well said. And, and either way, whether it's Marks or Kalina, yeah. I'm good with that. I think it'll be Kalina. Don't be but shocked it, it if it's Marks. Marks. Yeah. Got it. Got it. So, uh, you know, there's, there's what I want to get into is honestly expectations here. My expectation is a win in, in regulation. Sure. I wouldn't be surprised if we, we had a 2 0 or a 2 1 or even a 3 1. What, what's your take? This is one of the low, on paper, one of the lowest quality opponents that will come to Charlotte all season. And anything less than a win in regulation is a disappointment. Uh, it, some penalty sh- shootout, you know, drama would be fun to watch. But give me the give me the win in regulation, and we go party. Okay, now let's let's kind of flip this on its head for a second, Danny. Let's let's flip this on its head for a second, Danny. And let me ask you a bit of a loaded question. Load me up, baby. What happens if Charlotte FC gets knocked out from the competition on Saturday night? Is there does 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 David Tepper pull the, the plug on the Christian Latanzio experience? Because there would be a lot of time from from Sunday until the next MLS match to kind of bring somebody else in, an interim man, get the club together, and come back firing for the rest of the MLS season. And there's been so much talk about that, and it's simmered yeah. down because we haven't played mm-hmm. an MLS game in a while. You get the shootout win against Dallas on the road. So that Christian Latanzio hot seat just really isn't burning this week. But it could fire up very quickly after Saturday. So that take is out there. That take is in the air. I've seen it put out the whole, you know, oh, they've got they've got top. Like, this is the if they're going to do it, this is the time to do it. When, when your new guy that can come in uh, and, and set a tone and have a month of, of training camp to, to – 
to work with players. Um, I don't know about that. I was at the Crown Legacy game on Saturday, on Sunday for a little bit, um, but the, uh, there was a noon kickoff scheduled, so I get there at 11.30. Great tailgate going, shout out to everyone uh, and all the supporters who were there. Very welcoming, had a great time. Got, got some, they had these Maraschano cherries that were soaked in vodka and then what? Uh, then coated with like a cake pop type frosting. The supporters were doing that. Yeah, yeah. So they oh, were like cool. they were like cherry vodka cherry bombs with cake pop frosting. Wow. One of the greatest things I've ever had at a tailgate. Shout out to whoever made those, and th- and very big shout out to sh- the person who shared them with me. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, but had a good time. But the problem was lightning lightning crashes and it, it, oh, lightning crashed geez. in. This game was scheduled for a noon kickoff. Didn't end up kicking off till like two thirty. Was stopped after thirty minutes for two more hours, and then. Then when it finally did come back, it was like an amazing 4-3 game with a red card and two penalty kicks and uh, just absolute insanity. And it ended at like seven. It was like a, it was seven, like seven p.m. Eastern from a noon kickoff. So unfortunately, I had to take off before all that drama happened because I, I was trying to get in a quick noon kickoff before I went in on some other things I had to do for the day. So two, make it two, please. Thank you. And then. Um, so I had to take off, but before I took off, this is a long, winding, tangential story to get to. Zoran was there, Z-Man. Z-Man was on the concourse, and so the lightning delay had everybody. All the fans were all huddled under this little um, p- patio, you know, <laughs> this sort of you know p- yeah. pavilion, and uh, on the concourse. And we see Z-Man just sitting there chatting, shooting the breeze. And then he walks over to like sort of a team area press box, and I, I just shouted out, Zoran. And he looked back. He looked back over his shoulder. He, we made eye contact. I held up my my beer. I cheered him with a Modelo. I said, "You go, man." <laughs> he looked back at me, and yeah. I saw the, the what he told me in that in that moment <laughs> telepathy was, "I'm not firing Christian the fucking Latanzio, dude. Yeah. I'm going down with the Latanzio ship. They're not gonna fire Latanzio unless we lose multiple home games by multiple goals and just like becomes completely untenable, which I don't think is gonna happen. It right. could, yeah. but that would force him out, or." If they fire the two of them together as a package deal, if David Tepper says I'm getting bringing completely new new leadership team here, or Joe LeBlue, you know, that decides to do that, like, yeah. which I don't think is going to happen. Yeah. So I think Zorn's do like Zorn. I don't know. Like maybe I'm just like glamored over by you know the, uh, the uh, vampire or something like that. But like I was really impressed with everything he had to say in the recent Q and A, and he just like I believe in his vision for this project more so than I did two or three months ago probably and especially after that 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 telepathic moment we shared at the legacy game well, Z- Zoran yeah. Cronetta yeah. you know he's somebody that kind of oozes confidence yes 100%. it's almost it yeah. almost sometimes come off comes off as ignorant confidence and I'm okay with that and I think it feels I think it comes off that way a little bit sometimes because you he doesn't have the credentials mm-hmm. to uh, put on paper that he is a successful director of football in MLS, uh, not as of yet. But he'll tell you yeah. like, I, that that he is. He has ideas. Yeah. What he's doing. He said, and, "I am a successful direct, yeah. director." Yeah, director. And when he says yeah. that, you're yeah. like, "Well, like, maybe you are." He's like, "I'm." Yeah, exactly. He did I, sign Carol Swiderski. He's. He, I think the thing is that he's confidently contrarian many times, and that that just irks yeah. people. That that's always going to irk the establishment, right? right? When when you have different ideas and you believe in them, right? Then. You know, I'm all for it. So, We've been, you know, our, our club has sort of been the laboratory and the experiment for that, for with middling results so far. But things could turn. Things could things could pop. I just have one uh, final note on that discussion specifically about Christian Latanzio. Is you mentioned Joe Blue, and 
I don't know this for a fact, but I would venture to say that he doesn't have the power to fire either one of those guys. Yeah, I don't know the corporate structure. I, uh, yeah, I, yeah, who knows? I but. think that's a David Tepper conversation. So, so you're saying that my two man, my two man boat is a, actually a three man boat? <laughs> you know, th- those three are all going in, uh, I, up, I, up or down together. Yeah, I, yeah. I just, I, I think that um, it's David Tepper and his staff, not the other way around. When was when, when, is is Tep coming to the match tomorrow? I, I think he's down in Spartanburg. <laughs> Damn it! I think he's, uh, I think he's playing. Uh, um, He'll be in town for the fan fest. <laughs> he's playing scout team defense against Bryce Young. <laughs> he's, at, he's at that uh, that middle linebacker position. Uh, David yeah, Tepp. He's, pulling, yeah. He's, he's he's covering the flats, making yeah. sure Bryce really takes care of himself, yeah. stays healthy. Bryce Young's just showing up. Crumpled hat is the mic. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I've got uh, one other point I want to make uh, on today's show, and it's fitting because you're sitting here at the table with a beautiful shirt produced by our friend Matt Barbie. Six point Saturday. You've got a chance for that on Saturday. The Charlotte Independence, they have a match at home, a seven o'clock kick. Who scheduled this, Danny? Why, why are both games ha- kicking at the same time on a Saturday night very, in Charlotte? Very angry at the scheduling department. It's an unfortunate uh, coincidence. We've been able to avoid this most of the year, but I'm guessing with the League's Cup competition and the extreme heat, like Independence kick off at seven, Charlotte FC kicks off at seven thirty, seven forty. Let's say with the MLS delays, so it's unfortunately it's going to be tough if you want to go to. It's going to be real tough if you try to go to both. Uh, a lot of soccer fans in this town are going to side with FC, but we know the Independence diehards are going to, you know, get, show some love. And, and there's probably, to be honest, there's also probably some people who aren't interested. As, as hyped up as we are for League's Cup and the idea of playing a Mexican team, there's probably a lot of people in the Charlotte FC fan base who are like, eh. Whatever. It's not MLS. It's not the MLS league. League. So like, they might not be as into it as us. Who well, knows? And here's the thing: um, the Charlotte Independents right now are second in USL League One standings. Um, they're they're playing the top ranked team, Colorado Hailstorm. So it's a one versus two matchup. Yeah. In USL League One on on Saturday night. So it's a, it's a good match. And what, what's really cool, specifically, and why I wanted to give this game a shout out, is because. It marks the third annual Childhood Cancer Awareness Night and Toy Drive um, at Memorial Stadium. All toys collected on Saturday will be donated to a pediatric cancer patients at Novant Health. Um, any fan who donates a toy will receive free admission to the match. This is a really cool family night out yeah. for, for a good cause. You buy some toys in lieu of tickets, you bring them to the stadium. You get into the match for free. You donate the toys. The toys go to a good cause. You also get, and not only do you get in the stadium for free, you're entered free in a drawing with oh, your cool. donation to win a, a scarf that nice. is dedicated to the Childhood Cancer Awareness Night. Nice. All cool stuff that independents are doing. Uh, they're making it very worth your while. If you do choose to uh, support your, use your soccer resources and uh, uh, over at Memorial Stadium. Thank you, thank you so much. Can you bring some much. cream over, please? Thank you. Yeah, I'm finished. Finished up with all of that. We Thank did it. So we finally finished. We finally polished this damn breakfast <laughs> off. Man. Thank right. you so much. Thank you, Curtis. Curtis. I appreciate it, Curtis. Thank you. But yeah, anyway, what I'm saying, lots of reasons to go to Independence as well. Um, we'll be obviously following what happens with the yeah. match while oh, we're yeah. at Charlotte FC match and uh, take advantage of that toy donation. I, you know, like 
to be honest, like go over and even if you are going to the Charlotte Sea match, go over to a Memorial Stadium an hour early and donate a toy for fuck's sake. You know, help these kids with cancer. Like you know, get it. Even if you don't go to the match, you can get in the drawing and get the scarf. You know, yeah. so there you go. So it's it's a it's a great Saturday of soccer in Charlotte, which we know is a soccer city. Right, six point Saturday. That's what we're going for. Uh, we want to get it. We want to uh, we want to finally see. It. I guess technically. Does, since we're since Charlotte sees in the league's cup, it's not three points on the table, but it's three points in the group. Still a six point yeah, Saturday. Is, of course. Okay. Yeah, 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 you're getting the points. It could be a five point yeah. Saturday. Well, yeah, five. This might be the first yeah. ever five, five point, point Saturday, Saturday with two teams. Who yeah. knows? But I think we had one uh, once with uh, with Legacy. But so so I wanted to uh, reward our Tifos for hanging on almost thirty minutes into the podcast and final and finish up with one question uh, for Danny here. Oh wow! And I did not know this was coming. And. The reason why I want to get into it is, and wait until now, is because it's about rumors, right? And, you know, it's about hearsay. So, you know, we, we don't have anything to report here, but there's been some rumors uh, circulating uh, in this transfer window. The final day of the transfer window is coming up here next week, I believe. Sheesh. It, it came so fast. And it, it, is there a chance... We see some more outgoings before this window closes, Danny. Uh, well, hopefully Shinoshiki will be an officially an outgoing, so we can get that contract resource back and uh, finally say our final goodbye to Andre. Um, what about Kerwin Vargas? I've seen some. The, the uh, reference I think you're making is a, a funny little tweet that I put out yesterday, which was the new the new bit, the Thursday rumor of the week. Um, which was actually a rumor that came out on Monday that I that I discovered just so so I play I've mentioned it several times on the show I'm really into one of my biggest soccer related hobbies is playing this game called So Rare it's like a fantasy game it's like a fantasy game and a collection game all at once like you buy digital cards and then you use those cards in fantasy contests to win more cards or you can win money also so uh, very fun but be, the way because of this you end up following soccer all over the globe because this this game covers MLS all the European like almost all the European leagues the Japan League the Korean League uh, it covers the Chinese the Belgium League. League. yeah yeah isn't that where you got yeah. started That's yeah, it's, yeah yeah that, yeah so you end up following all this obscure stuff and like you're constantly looking for news to try to get an edge in this game and so it came across so a friend of mine who plays the game hits me up and says hey man What's with this deal of Vargas going to uh, FC Cluj in in Romania? I'm like, what? And he's like, he's like, I'm seeing a cryptic rumor online about Vargas to Romania. And I was like, what? And so I uh, I found out. He sends me the tweet, and it's like this tweet from a week ago that says uh, basically some Romanian transfer news account uh, rumor uh, clout chasing uh, site <laughs> that was like. We've talked to the coach of Cluj, and he says he wants to bring in an under-21 attacker. Maybe it's Kerwin Vargas from Charlotte FC. So, like, that was the rumor. It was like, coach wants a young attacker, and random pseudo-journalist decides that it's Kerwin Vargas. And so that, that's how rumors can go. I, just, I thought it was so funny. I don't, I don't believe Kerwin will be outgoing in, in real life, but uh, it, it is pretty funny. The Who knows? Maybe. Maybe. The, the, the reason why I brought this up is because I wanted to remind you about my thoughts um, after Kerwin Vargas played very well for Charlotte FC this, this year. He's a young pod project player, and we need to protect this kid at all costs. Yep. We cannot let Kerwin Vargas leave this club. He could no. be somebody that develops into an, 
really, really strong MLS player the whole, in the next four years. Right. He and you cannot be, you cannot use this player. This is a this is a long term player. This is not a short term player. Someone who could be playing his way into a, a DP contract yes. and and almost be considered almost homegrown at that point. Exactly. Obviously, he did come from the Portuguese second division, but like but still one of he's one of our own. And I don't want to see him go anywhere. I, I need people to stop kicking Kerwin's ankles. He's getting beat up out there. You know, I think I think Westwood knows it. I think Arfield already knows it. And I think they see Kerwin as a teammate that needs to be protected. Much like, like you know, you like if you're, if I'm thinking of my favorite club in England, Arsenal, they've got Bukayo Saka, right? Just the young guy that like is just so much faster and 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 more technical than all his defense defenders coming at him. And so what they do, they foul him. They just foul, foul, foul. And Kerwin right. takes a lot of fouls. He does. He's not Kerwin is not Bukayo Saka. I'm not. Swarovski takes a lot of yeah, fouls yeah. too. Yeah. And so I think it's incumbent on our captain. You know who doesn't take a lot of fouls? Enzo Capetti. <laughs> but he's on the ground a lot. Well, is there, there's the foul count that the fouls have been called, and there's the one in his head, his head count. <laughs> Enzo, the fouls that Enzo thinks should have been called is actually an exponentially higher number. But, uh, but yeah, like I want to see Arfield and Westwood bring bring some of that old school. You know, English league mentality well, we, towards we, defending we, our starlets. We saw it on on um, last Friday against Dallas. Westwood yeah. really oh, got yeah. into it. Yeah. Um, in that match, it was great to see that fire, and you yeah. can tell. I think I think that Ashley Westwood is trying to really set the tone here, right? Yeah. Now. And, and I think that you're gonna you're gonna see him set the tone again on Saturday night. We're in a fight from here on out. The rest yeah. of the way, we're in a fight. We're in yeah. a fight to win this yeah. cup, and if that doesn't go well, if that doesn't end up our way, we're in a fight. Every freaking match week to get into the playoffs from here on out the, the, from to the end of the season. So uh, it's going to be tough. We also we have two games at minimum, maybe a third in this tournament against Leo Messi coming up. Uh, we face LAFC. They just opened the upper deck for that match here at home. We fa- we're playing. You know, we face Cincinnati again. I think right. We we'll play. We have to play some yeah. like the best teams in the league here down the stretch. It's going to be. It's uh, going to be a fun yeah. uh, summer yeah. of soccer, and especially a fun fall of soccer too. So yeah. You know, it, it, get, do yourself a favor. Uh, catch your breath because the running of games here that's going to happen. Especially if Charlotte FC goes mm-hmm. on a run in this league's cup, it's going to be fast and furious and really fun here in the QC. Start thinking about a potential away day in Nashville. By the way, oh, yeah, interesting. I think it's the twenty sixth, August twenty sixth. It's not, it's not a lock, but it's something. It's an idea that's cooking in my head. Fire, yeah. fire up the EV and let's head west. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see how how results go. If they, if the team gets me, if I start getting like the blue fever, you know, if the blue <laughs> fever starts hitting me, I'm gonna be like, oh, I gotta get to Nashville, baby. So. It's the Charlotte Soccer Show. Follow us on Twitter at for the Crown Baby. Uh, maybe we'll catch you tomorrow before the match. We've got big plans for the match tomorrow night. Hopefully we see everybody there. Um, we appreciate you being patient for us, waiting for this next episode. Uh, I know it's been a, a little while, but uh, things have been busy for us both. It's, it's getting to be that time of the year. Uh, but we're, we're, as always, committed to this show, and this show will continue to roll on weekly, uh, most times twice a week, sometimes only once a week. Uh, for the rest of the season, but you can count on us being here. We're over 100 episodes. We're proud to be here. We're pumped to have so many TIFOs. And just remember, Charlotte's a soccer city. And I'm John Hayes. He's Danny Brams. And it's... For the crown, baby.